Hello and welcome to the Waste of Webspace podcast, episode 33. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. Or starring Juliet Whiskey. Charlie Foxtrot. Yeah, because yeah. do you know why I've done that? Uh, I don't know, but I just read it off that, uh, <laughs> that thing on my iPad that we share. On, on the script, you mean? Uh, well, on, on the notes for today's episode, yes, which yeah. basically says, basically, we've got notes for our episode, which effectively tells us what number episode we're on, because we can never actually remember. <laughs> and also the subtitle of the episode, which has been named Juliet Whiskey, Charlie Foxtrot. Yes, and the reason we've named it that is because it's National Coding Week. Is it? And we, we like to pick something to talk about, don't we, as, as our kind of theme each week and national coding week is kind of the one we've gone for which was a lot more boring than i thought it would be yeah <laughs> although uh, i would maybe maybe i should have expected that but if, i've tried to make it more interesting for later on if you think that's boring then later on in today's episode i've got a quiz about salisbury <laughs> and i'll tell you what that's also very boring you know this is the part of the podcast where we're supposed to try and like sell the rest of it yeah. to the people who are like eagerly listening to find out what we'll be doing this week engaging activity oh it's going to be great this week tell you what it's going to be the best quiz about salisbury you've heard all week. If we fork out some more money, we can see exactly which point of the podcast our listeners stop listening. And I reckon it's probably about now. Yep. Um, so let's let's get back on track. Well, let's not bother, to be honest. Let's just, <laughs> let's just wrap it up and finish it. So we'll see you next week. <laughs> let's get back on track. So yeah, we're doing um, National Coding Week yep. uh, as our theme. But we could have done lots of other things because it's also National Eczema Awareness Week as well. Oh. I tried to look into the details of this, but it was a bit flaky. <laughs> well, as well as that, I thought today's episode, um, I thought I'd use it to do a little bit of um, a biography of myself. All right. Um, but obviously then finding out it was National Eczema Week, I've decided to this is going to be a non-bio episode. Hey. Uh, so anyway, um, so things from... Hang on. Yeah. It'd be an autobiography of yourself, wouldn't it? It, it would be, yeah. I'd have to do a biography of you. A, a biography is written by someone else. No, I said bi- I said bio. Oh, oh right. So you'd be doing an autobiography. Yeah. So it's an auto non-bio. All right, don't pull yeah. apart my jokes. Um, so what? What? So we are going to do coding this time instead. Uh, things from the last podcast, Fish. What do we need to address? Well, we tr- we we tried as what, did we try as best? Did we try as best last week to try and get celebrities on the show? We well sort of. Um, we sent we sent messages to Sean Murphy. Yeah. Uh, well, a message, and he's not got back to us. No, he's Can not. Can you believe it? it? Apparently, uh, the day after we did the podcast, or the day before we did the podcast, he, uh, his wife or partner gave birth to one of their children. Oh, he might be busy then. So I think he's a bit busy. At um, least we've got an excuse. Uh, well, we don't need an excuse. It's him that needs an excuse, quite frankly. <laughs> uh, and apparently he missed playing in the tournament because his uh, daughter had to go to hospital uh, a few days ago. Two days ago, he tweeted to say that apparently she's feeling better. Uh, and she, she's okay, thank you. But he's not got back to us on the tweet, which I think is a bit rude, really. We had, we offered him the chance to play some games against us and give some anecdotes. Yeah. Should we, should we give details of what we wanted to do? You can do if you want. Yeah, because we had both had a few ideas, didn't we? Uh, I've got a late one to add in there. Okay, well... Um, if you remember last week, we suggested things such as um, playing snooker with Sean Murphy while hammered on Murphy's yep. as, as a potentially a good feature we could have done on the show. Yep. What, what's in your pocket? So, it's obviously pocket snooker reference, so what's in Sean Murphy's pocket? I can come on and tell us so he, what he's got in his pocket. Or he, or he could just, desc- he could be a game where he describes what, or we can put our hand, you know, like a Snifflick or Fondle, like that game we played before, you could put your hands into Sean Murphy's pockets and find out what's, in, and describe to me what you can feel, and together we've got to work out what it is. Yeah, okay. Hope, the, hoping there's no yeah. holes in his pocket, of yeah. course. No no wonder he didn't want to appear on the podcast, then. <laughs> uh, Murphy's Law. Um, so, have you heard of Murphy's Law? Um, Murphy's Law states that if something can go wrong, it will go wrong. Okay. Um, so, we ask Sean Murphy for examples of when things that could go wrong have gone wrong. <laughs> 
There's probably a few examples of that yeah. in his career. Uh, yeah, uh, queuing for the exits. Yeah. Um, so he asked Sean Murphy to dis- describe his worst snooker mm-hmm. game. Uh, not the one that he played next to me. Hi, Santuar. Uh, have a rest. So we discussed the advantages and disadvantages of various types of rests using snooker, including the cross neck, the spider, and the swan neck. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, um, the last one I could think of was Murphy on the turfy. We discussed with Sean Murphy what you think snooker would be like if it was played on grass instead of a cloth-coloured table. That would be quite good, wouldn't it? We ought yeah. to try that one week. So, it's, you, so it was like playing on a golf green instead of a snooker <laughs> table. Um, a few for me, then. Um, I was thinking Murph or Smurf. Now, this yeah. is where we get loads of people in the line um, dressed up as Smurfs, and somebody's got to come in, or we've got to pick out which one is Sean Murphy out of all of the people dressed as Smurfs. He'd be dressed as a Smurf as well. He would be dressed as a Smurf yeah. as well, so we've got to pick out which, which of the Smurfs is Murphs. Yeah. Um, my other idea was um, obviously something along the lines of, of morphing with Murphy. So basically, like he has to or tell us what what he'd like to morph into. If he could morph into something, what would Murphy, Mister Sean Murphy, like to morph into? Morphy Murphy. Yeah, oh. something like that. Yeah. What about Murphy on morphine? <laughs> um, well, I thought, I thought about that, but I thought that'd yeah. be, be a bit more dangerous. Yeah, and we might end up in prison after that one <laughs> if we managed to obtain it. Um, so unfortunately, he had no interest in appearing in the podcast. It didn't he even get not, back to but us. I think I think to be fair, he's got more on his plate at the minute. I don't really care to be honest. I think he should. Um, <laughs> he should at least have had it. We're, I'm, I'm a, we're fans of his. Don't forget. We only tweeted him today. Well, yeah, but still, I'm sure he's read it. <laughs> thought, sure he checks his Twitter and sees his messaging him. I mean, you always get stuff when people get properly trolled. This is a bit of a bit of banter with him. You had a chance to do something, boost his profile on the podcast. Well, I mean, we, we we tried, didn't we? We will try again next week for someone else. Um, and just a little bit on, uh, we did we speak last week about Chris Evans um, not being on the uh, breakfast show anymore. He's quitting into the Radio is, Two yeah. breakfast show, and we tweeted, didn't we, to say um, we like the idea of uh, Sarah Cox. And, and Zoe Ball, Zoe Ball, who was tweeted me before. We've, yeah. we've, we've, we've done that before. We, 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 tweet, we, we tweeted over, or she, she liked my tweet about Love Island, which I think I watched a couple of times. Yeah. You watched it more than I did and got into it more than I did. But, um, but yeah, anyway, Sarah Cox and Zoe Ball, but you thought that it might not be a good idea because of their potential um, Ball and Cox combination. Well, Cock yeah. Cock and Ball. Yeah, Cox and Ball. Um, but yeah. then but then a few people have got in touch saying they could just call it Ball Cox, the, the whole show. Yeah. Which works pretty well. It would be it would be a good name for it as well. Yeah. So thanks to uh, who's got in touch with that one. So son son of apathy got in touch to suggest to suggest that, and there was somebody else as well. But uh, you know we don't get many tweets, but when we do, we, we forget who tweeted us. But yeah. Never mind. Anyway, it's probably why we don't get many to be fair, because we yeah. don't uh, don't promote them and uh, and respond <laughs> and interact with them properly. But oh, never mind. Steve Turner as well also yeah. suggested Ballcox. Okay. But, but it's great that people are giving input into uh, a completely unrelated show to ours. Yeah. On Radio Two. Yeah, maybe they could suggest names for our show. It could do, yeah. Just Future episode, Jimbo and um, Fisher themes or whatever. Yeah. And sorry if uh, you know we wanted to do a full Xmas feature today, but it just didn't happen, did it? So it didn't. I was no. itching to do it, but um, <laughs> Fisher wasn't as keen. So uh, anyway, are we uh, are we going to move on? We're going to move on to apology of the week. Yeah, and then we need to get some drinks. It's a bit like a desert here, Fisher. And for once, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure I know what we're apologising for, so I'll uh, well, officially lead on this one. I think we just demonstrated that we apologise to our fans for just being completely incapable of keeping in touch with you and um, interacting with you on a proper proper level. Yeah. Uh, as demonstrated by our inability to um, remember the names of the two people who've tweeted us in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> so uh, today's beer is the... Well, 
How apt. Is that, is that the apology then, sorted? Uh, yeah, so sorry about that. Okay, um, and, and for not doing any more on Eczema. Yeah, I'm not doing okay. any more on Eczema. In fact, scratch that. Yeah. We'll do Eczema <laughs> next week. <laughs> um, so how apt that this beer, the, na- the name of this beer, is just so apt for the two of us. Do you know what it's called? It's made by the Kellam Island Brewery that are based in Sheffield itself, around is... the Kellam Island area. Okay. Guess what the beer is called? Um, Ballcocks? Not called Ballcocks. Okay. It must be named after us, Jimbo. It's called the Pride of Sheffield. Oh, well, yeah, of course. That's. I mean, that was our original name for the podcast, weren't it? But um, there was a bit of a, a, a bit of backlash against that. Yeah. <laughs> Not from us. We didn't want to alienate the fans who were based in Rotherham and Barnsley, clearly. Exactly, yeah. So... Pride of Yorkshire. There's probably another beer as well for that. So, so this is from the Kellam Island Brewery, is it? Uh, it is, yeah. It's my colour as well. Nice and, uh, yeah, I like this. Nice pale ale. Sort of looking thing, slightly. I'd say that's fairly bitter, to be honest, but uh, there we go. Okay, all right, fair enough. So, with that done, are we moving on again? Uh, I think so, yeah. We're getting through this quickly. And of course, we've got to remember that now we are trying to get celebrities onto our show. We're taking our, our show up a level, aren't we, by trying to get celebrities onto it. Yep. Uh, we've got to remember, now, as we go through today, at the end of today, we're going to decide which celebrity we're going to work on getting on the show for next week, aren't we? And we won't decide that until the end of the show. So, with that said, we're on to the news. Fisher, what should we talk about? Um, well, there's been quite a bit going on. Um, I often sympathise with people who are in unfortunate circumstances. Do you as well, Jimbo? Yeah, of course, but that is that is a natural thing to do, isn't it? It is, but guess what I've seen in the news? Go on. Katie Hopkins is going to be bankrupt. Oh, that, what good news. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it, it kind of... I suppose it almost is, really, because she's tried to make a career on just being horrible to people. Mm. So, how nice that she's almost got to come up and has to sell a house and um, has to struggle. I don't know if she's got kids or anything like that, which would be obviously very unfortunate on them. So it's simply to be, well, to be her children, we're very unfortunate on them. Yeah, because if she um, has got kids, I'm sure they've got very sensible names because in the past she's made comments about uh, children's names, hasn't she? Hmm. And how you, what what sort of you you can call your kids and stuff like that. There's lots of offensive things that she said about having kids. She even said once, ginger babies, like a baby, just much harder to love. Said nasty things like that on children's names. A name for me is a short way of working out what class that child comes from. Do I want my child to play with them? Hi, this is my daughter, Charmaine. I hear, hi, I'm thick and ignorant. That was something she said. Mm. That was a little bit nasty. Yeah. I wonder if Charmaine is Katie Hopkins' middle name. <laughs> um, but it, I think she'd actually also tweeted about people who are in debt and in financial strife and said it's all their own doing and tough. We should have leave them to it. They shouldn't have made such stupid mistakes and mm. bad choices in their life. It's not even like she can go to Wonga now, is it, Eva? Exactly, yeah. Even they're not I, around. Yeah, I bet even one wouldn't touch her anyway. Won't yeah. want to associate themselves with her. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> um, and I'm trying to think what else has been in the news. Well, uh, we've, we've, got, in... uh, we've got old Boris. He can't keep out of the news, can he? We're going to jump to Boris. He can't keep out of the news. He can't keep out of other people's bedrooms. <laughs> uh, Boris, Boris Johnson obviously has been in the news on a couple of occasions, hasn't he? Because he's split up with his wife. Right. Um, what was he married to now? Um, Kate Hopkins? No, no. Um, <laughs> albeit, yeah, that, that, hey, that could, be a good, that could be a match made in heaven almost, couldn't it? The, 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 I think they agree with each other, politics wise, yeah. maybe. With their forlorn blonde hair all over the place and their terrible views at times mm-hmm. and their obsession with trying to get into the news and be controversial, I'm sure they'll be a, a very good couple. Um, but he's split up with his wife of about 25 years, he filed for divorce. 
Um, well, if you remember a few weeks back, you came out of the house offering tea and biscuits to the reporters, didn't they? So, yeah. <laughs> now, my wife loves biscuits. Yeah. Absolutely. She's the, she's a big biscuit fan. Um, not not talking about big biscuits. I'm just saying she <laughs> she is a big biscuit fan. I'm not saying she's big either. I'm just saying she's a big fan of biscuits. Um, and she loves Jaffa cakes and all those kind of things. Now, if, if I came out of the house offering reporters her biscuits, she'd be fuming. So, I'm wondering whether that's why Boris has been... Uh, dumped for possibly. offering biscuits out yeah could be do you think he's just keen to get back involved in the single market he, he, yeah he could do um i i he, he could put his uh his dating profile inside of a bus maybe he could do and yeah. just make up loads of yeah. stuff about himself 350 million reasons why my, i'd be a useful boy my a useless pe- boyfriend my penis is eight inches long or <laughs> ten inches long whatever what's that gonna do with things it's a lie all oh, right okay, lie, a yeah. bus lie okay um, i was talking about boris not me yeah yeah no, no problem. Um, I thought it was just quite. I thought it was just quite a direct thing to put on the side of a bus. Obviously, well, yeah, it doesn't, but... doesn't necessarily tie in that closely to three hundred fifty million pounds to the NHS, does it? Not really, but it's a lie. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes, it is. Well, well, we assume so. Yes. <laughs> we don't know Boris or Johnson that well, though, do we? Well, it this... seems it seems to have got a, a very good knack for. Already, I'm thinking we could pick Boris as the person to get on our podcast last week, and there could be some pretty interesting features coming out of this already. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think Boris Johnson would just appear on absolutely anything for public? Oh yeah, yeah. I think he. Uh, I think he yeah. could be good. Good for appear on there, couldn't he? Yeah. Um, but he's, he criticised the Prime Minister as well, mm-hmm. didn't he? Yeah. You saw that. He said that the deal that she's got for Brexit. I mean, we don't like to talk about Brexit, but he did say the deal she's got for Brexit is like giving the UK a suicide vest and handing the detonator to Brussels, which is quite a quite a stringent attack on uh, on the Prime Minister, really. Someone who he'd previously worked quite closely with. But can he dance? But can he dance as well as she can? I don't think actually probably can dance better than her, to be honest, because let's be honest, no one can be worse than her dancing. But I suppose what interests me is that if you're wearing a suicide vest and someone else has got a detonator, is it still a suicide vest? <laughs> I mean, it's a serious question, isn't it? Because you're not in control of that. That's the whole point. So, yeah. why, why don't you just say she's given a gun to Brussels and wear the target that stood still? I'm sure it's a better analogy. It sounds like he's just not thought about it again. Can you believe that from Boris yeah. Johnson? Um, and talking about and talking about people uh, saying things that uh, they haven't thought about. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Piers Morgan said something pretty funny the other day, didn't he? Sure, <laughs> I wouldn't have thought so. Oh, he, he said something along the lines of, uh, "What did he say now?" He said he said something about someone had tweeted him saying, "Can I pay you thousand pounds to punch you in the face?" Yeah. And he tweeted back to say, um, no, no, he said that. So he, the tweet was, I'll get this right. The tweet was, how much would it cost for me to punch you in the face? And Piers Morgan replied saying, a thousand pound, 500 for the pleasure of punching me in the face, 500 for the dental work you'll need when I punch you back. Yeah. Now, but but why would you, you'd just pay for it yourself, wouldn't you? You wouldn't pay Piers Morgan to pay for your dental work. For <laughs> so Piers Morgan's technically saying 500 pound, isn't he? He is, yeah. And then the, Piers Morgan will pay for your dental work with the money that you've just given him. Um, which doesn't, doesn't sound... It's... Is that our first advert on the podcast? What, for a service punching Piers Morgan <laughs> in the face? If we have to do it and advertise that, then that is fine. I mean, to be fair, I mean, 500 quid to punch Piers Morgan in the face. That's not a bad deal, is it, really? I think, me, yeah. he's, uh, I think he's underselling it, if yeah. anything. I'll tell you, that'd be... If he's ever in the same boat that Katie Hopkins is in, mm. financial strife, mm. I think that's the service he's got to offer. <laughs> Say, look, for 500 quid, you can come and punch me in the face. Mm. And he, he will properly rake it in. I tell you, it would make a fortune, wouldn't he? How many people do you know who'd want to punch Piers Morgan? Quite a lot. It's probably I probably imagine, a lot. Yeah. Susanna Reid certainly. Yeah. She, she must be. She must be at the end of a tether with him, no doubt. Um, and Piers Morgan's mate, uh, Donald Trump, uh, 
obviously has always been the news, but there's been the news talking about Storm Florence, which is about to hit the United, or has hit the United States. Yeah. Um, he said to people, beware of Storm Florence. He also said, beware of Storm E. Daniels as well. <laughs> uh, and we've got a storm in the UK as well, haven't we? Storm Alley. Storm Alley. It's, it's, not, it's not, not to confuse with Delhi Alley. Not to confuse with Delhi Alley, no. Um, who's not playing for Tottenham at the moment, so perhaps it, perhaps it actually is him. Yeah. He's got um, nothing to do, so he's uh, just just causing a bit of trouble. Yeah, the storm's going around like doing that weird thing over his eye with the fingers that no one can quite <laughs> work out how to do without dislocating your finger. Um, but it's the first storm of the UK season, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it's, that's why it's have called. Have we seen eye. it yet? I don't think we've seen it yet, have we? I think it's about, about to hit tomorrow. Remember the beast from the east? Uh, we talked about that sort of last last winter, didn't we? The beast yeah. from the east. Yeah. I think that's meant to be. Uh, the, it's allegedly the beast from the east two is on its way. Oh right, okay. It sounds like a film. Yes, a, a nice sequel to the one earlier on. Um, but there's been a few more things in the news as well, uh, which include drinking. On our podcast, we drink, we share one bottle of beer between the two of us. Apparently, it's bad for you. Yeah, uh, any amount, not even. So they used to say so much. A uh, bit in moderation, you're okay. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, they used to say a bit in moderation is good for you. Like Guinness, for example, they used to say Guinness or every week or the day, everything mm. was good for you. But apparently, uh, absolutely, not now. any of it is is bad. Um, mm. I was reading some. Adrian Childs did a documentary. Uh, on the BBC, apparently. And he claimed that he often drinks 100 units a week, mm-hmm. uh, which I think equates to about 40 pints a week. Mm-hmm. I'd say that's quite a lot, really, wouldn't you? Mm. And he said he didn't realise he drank that much. Who was that, sorry? Adrian Childs. Oh, right, OK. Um, perhaps he drinks because he has to come to terms with the fact that he used to present Good Morning Britain <laughs> and his job's now been taken by Piers Morgan, <laughs> which surely must must be very difficult for him. Uh, on to the rail delays. I think we should talk about these. Now, you had um, a delay this morning, didn't you? I did, I did. But first of all, there's been a news article saying that these delays that we're all experiencing across the UK, uh, particularly up in the north, mm-hmm. are the worst uh, in 12 years. Yeah, they want, now, they want some, to... If somebody's been waiting for a train for 12 years, then that is bad. <laughs> that is terrible. That is very bad, yeah. Um, but I'm getting, even right now as we speak, I'm getting tweets because... I complained this morning about how busy the carriage was because, well, they sent one carriage this morning for lots and lots of people. Um, I only just managed to get on. There might have been people who didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 most in, the, the most interesting thing that happened this morning as part of all that is that the conductor shut his own head in the door. That's that... how busy it was. <laughs> he, he couldn't, he, the, the conductor couldn't get his own head on the train. <laughs> and he shut, he shut his own head in the door. That, that is a bit embarrassing, really, isn't it? I mean, mm. surely... Surely, surely you should know where the door's about to close and you've done it before. Mm. I'm assuming it was quite, the train's quite busy. Mm, very busy, very. Can't the conductors get like in, just get into the back cabin or go just go and stand with the driver? Well, the, the problem is they've got to shut the door and it's, yeah, oh, it's yeah. sometimes getting back on that they yeah. can't do. So, but people have been getting all compensation, everything, haven't they? Well, because they got their edge. Well, no, that's surprised well. <laughs> edge shutting door. You should get compensation. No. At National Accent Elba, well, I was at work today and I accidentally shut my own head in the doors of a train. <laughs> Can I please have some compensation? <laughs> Uh, um, you, you can get the de- delay repay compensation, can't can, you? Yeah. If, it, if the train doesn't turn up within mm. half an hour. So yeah, that's. Uh, so I thought I'd mention that just because that happened today, and I'm getting loads of tweets about it. This, this actually between me and you, Fisher, we could just sit here and talk about trains. Or we could just do a spin-off podcast called "Moaning About Trains." Moaning, yeah, moaning. Yeah. Waste of waste of train space. Yeah. Waste of carriage space. Maybe we could do a tweet from a train. A, a, not a tweet. Tweet from a, tweets a, a from podcast a from a train. You did tweets from a train. I did tweets Pod- from a train. Podcast from a train. Maybe we could do that going forward one day. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure the signal wouldn't be... Very, the sound quality wouldn't be very good as a train judders and shakes like <laughs> these old 1970s pacer trains that we get in the north. It doesn't provide a very smooth journey, really, does it? No. Um, but there we go. So um, let's let's just whistle through our last few news stories. Um, anything you want to talk about in particular? Do you like, do you like Big Brother? 
Um, he's all right. Um, he's, no, I'm not really. I'm not. I ain't got a big brother. I've got some younger brothers. Yeah, what they like? Um, they're all right. Okay. <laughs> <What are> they? <laughs> they don't listen. Yeah. So now brotherly joking. love. Yeah. Um, uh, well, Big Brother the TV program is actually due to be finishing. Right. Okay. It's uh, been evicted. It's been. It has been evicted from Channel Five schedule. Um, and it's the, it's the last series. I mean, I think everyone everyone likes. Will it the get first to watch series. its own highlights reel? Well, it might do. Yeah. Will Davina and Nicole, uh, McCall come and interview come Big back. Brother? Yeah. I don't know, perhaps it could be revealed who the main brains behind it is, who the producer is, who's been setting all the tasks and all that sort of stuff. Um, and who's going to live in the house? I mean, presumably just demolish it, aren't they? Maybe Kate Hawkins could go in while could. she's selling her own house. She, she, she must have been on Celebrity Brother at some point, surely. She must have been. Possibly, I'm not sure. Or she's been on I'm Celebrity Get Me Out of Here, probably. She's been on all sorts, hasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so that's that's that that is actually officially finishing. Um, now, do you know any famous contestants from Big Brother? The people that were famous. That, that have become famous from Big Brother, or are you saying celebrity Big Brother? Oh no, just 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 normal Big Brother contestants. Okay, so we've got Jade Goodey, who Jade sadly Goody. is no longer with us. Yeah, uh, you've got Brian Dowling, who was sort of famous a little bit. Yeah, uh, hey, well, he went on to present Big Brother in the end, didn't he? He did, yeah, he did. Um, who else have you got? Um, Kate Lawler, she's a radio DJ. Yeah, she's done quite well, hasn't she? Uh, who else have we got? Nasty Nick, he's just famous for being a bit nasty. Bit nasty, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, well, I, might I, wonder, I wonder if he felt. Wouldn't it be great if my nickname was Nice Nick and not Nasty Nick? <laughs> uh, Alison Hammond. Yeah, she's yeah. she's on uh, Brit- uh, Good Morning Britain and stuff like uh, that again, and competition yeah, and morning, time. And, yeah, yeah. Um, who else was the trying to think? Um, Craig, Craig. Yeah, on series one, didn't he? Nadia. Hey, I want to know what's going on here. Nadia. Uh, Nadia. Yeah. Yeah. She went one Bake Off views lately. Didn't she? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that not the same one? Changed again. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> so I uh, did. Now, did you know though that one of I was going to mention this, um, you know, as part of our, which celebrities have we met? Mm. Uh, did you know that one of our old teachers appeared on Big Brother? We, d- yes. It, was it an Italian fella? It was an Italian fella. Yeah. He, he won, I remember him bringing uh, Michelle Di Piedi, which is a yeah. man, by the way, yeah. um, who was a footballer for Sheffield Wednesday. Um, kind of a bit of a, a, a follow-up to uh, Carboni and Di Canio. Didn't quite, yeah. didn't quite have the same effect, um, but he did score a couple of cracking goals for Sheffield Wednesday. He came into our school once, didn't he? Did, he did, yes. With, was... the, with the teacher, who then later went on to Big Brother. Yes. It was friends with Roberto Conte, I think his name was. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Conte, PE teacher. <laughs> Uh, he, oh, he got big... cold. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. Um, yeah, if he, if he was like Nasty Nick. Um, he appeared in Big Brother Series 6, I d- he, I think. W- he wasn't very nice, apparently, was he on it, though? Was he... I think he was all right. I don't think he was, was particularly he? interesting. Okay. I think he got bullied a little bit by some of the other people. All right, OK. Because um, he was Italian and a bit different to the rest yeah. of them. And his second name. Yeah, yes, I presume so. Colin McConte. Yeah. Did you know as well that one of uh, two of our old teachers appear on Gogglebox? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's uh, the, the Rev- Reverend... Reverend Kate and Graham. Oh, I didn't know. The, I didn't know Graham was a teacher of ours as well. Yeah, oh, okay. Mr. Botley used to be a music teacher. There we go. Well, they we're opening up opportunities here, aren't yeah. we, to get people onto the podcast? I, I, might, I might be saying this intentionally so we can try and get in, <laughs> try and contact them and get them on the podcast. Fair but, enough. Yeah. But Reverend Kate was one of our old teachers, as was uh, her husband as well. Um, anything else? Do you want to talk about Serena Williams? Yeah, should we finish with Serena Williams? Uh, well, yeah, that umpire didn't he? Um, <laughs> yeah, kicked her out. Of them. So U.S. Open final. Big, big. Well, I was going to say it's a big match for Serena Williams. Grace. She always appears in the bloody finals, doesn't she? Mm. So we should, and uh, she uh, she complained at the uh, umpire. Um, and is it umpire or referee? A tennis game. I think it's an umpire, isn't it? Mm. And she com- she called him. She took he took some points off her, and um, she called him a cheat and a thief and a liar. So he took some more points off her. So the umpire strikes back. The umpire strikes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was uh, a very good. Uh, that's good. That umpire strike. Yeah, well done. Um, that's probably better than Joe. I was going to do it a bit, That's actually. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. Um, 
So he said that, and she and she complained, and she said, "Yeah, you know, people are talking about the pressure situation." But she's played in; she's won eighteen Grand Slams, and she? she's played in about thirty Grand Slam finals. So it can't be that difficult for her. And did you know as well? This is an interesting fact that the um, the the person she played against in the final, and I, I should remember this this late young lady's name really, but it's, it's bad of me that I haven't. But the person who won, who beat Serena Williams, you've got her name. Do you know her name? Uh, I know she's Japanese. I know she's from Japan. I can't remember her name though. She was one years old when Serena won her first Grand Slam. Really? How crazy is that? That is. I suppose that sort of gives an idea of the longevity of uh, Serena Williams' career, where she's done exceptionally well over a period of time. Um, But there's a couple of other interesting um, stories uh, from that. I mean, match officials have been in the. Um, in the news quite a bit in this tournament anyway, haven't they? Because there was an incident where a tennis player put their shirt on back to front, went out to play, and then realised he got the shirt on back to front. So while they're on the court, took the shirt off, t- turned it around and put it on the right way. And she got she got told off by the umpire, if you recall. Yeah. Which I thought, I mean, people were saying it was unfair because male tennis players can like take the shirt off and it's not a problem when they're getting changed, as where the female tennis players have to go off the court and all this sort of stuff, uh, and it's sort of discrimination and what have you. But this situation could easily have been avoided if she'd have put a shirt on the right way around, <laughs> which, to the best of my knowledge, isn't uh, that she's difficult. She's been wearing tutus and stuff, hasn't she, as well, to be a bit defiant, and things she'd been told not to wear, or right. like all in one suits and stuff like that, and pyjamas and flip-flops and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also surprised in pyjamas. The but... fact that she's still winning is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, and uh, and obviously there was another incident involving uh, a tennis umpire, wasn't there? It, uh, there was a match, uh, the semi-final that was umpired by a Roman, uh, and if you remember as well, he fell over um, part way through the match and then stood up. Don't uh, hold a minute. It was, it Don't was... the umpires sit on a big seat? Well, you've just completely ruined that joke, haven't you? I didn't. Oh man! Sure, I... I, I was just asking. I, I don't know how they fall over. Well, oh. It's a joke, isn't it? You should, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, you've not told it. I, well, I didn't get a chance. I didn't get a chance to finish it. Let me pretend I never said that. Okay. So, there was one tennis <laughs> match that was... We're still recording here, aren't we? Yeah. There was one tennis match that was umpired by a Roman. Um, and I'm not sure if you noticed, but during the game, he fell over and then stood up again. It was great to see the rise and fall of Roman umpire. Oh, hey. I like it. It's good. It's good. Did he actually fall over? No. There, how can a game be... How can a game be umpired by a Roman? They died out in like the... Oh, well, I, I don't know. They, they, they might still call people Romans who were from well, I suppose Rome. Rome, yeah. I'm talking about an ancient Roman, yeah. All oh, right, okay. It was the ancient enough. Roman Empire that sort of had a rise and fall, <laughs> didn't it? So it's it quite tight into the joke. Okay, I'll, I'll apologise for it next week. Yes, okay. In official form. Yeah. Okay. So we don't need to do that as a joke we should have done last week because we've done it this week eventually. <laughs> So, Fisher, we're going to talk coding. It is National Coding Week. And National Coding Week is actually it's quite a big thing. Uh, obviously, coding's a, a huge, huge thing nowadays um, because, of course, it's like the big thing, isn't it? Ev- coding's everything. Uh, well, for computers and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, it gets done in school. It's video games, it's animation. It's basically everything. It's apps we use, and a lot of kids are doing coding now in schools as part of gaming or part of the work and website design and all sorts of stuff like that so there's a big sort of thing about coding and they have a big national week for it where you can get involved in coding lessons and tasks to do with coding and cracking codes and stuff like that so i thought i'd do a little bit of a quiz for you um, but when looking into it to find interesting things or news stories about things that have happened with coding and coders i didn't really find many interesting things other to do with hacking <laughs> right, okay. which is obviously a big part of coding cybercrime and the fight against cybercrime 
So I thought I would do this as our. Uh, I, I thought I'd do this. Is that okay? Yeah. Is that all right? I, I think I think uh, we might we might use this for a joke we should have done last last week. Next week, but it'd be great at this point to like sort of put some funny lyrics on some strange music and claim that the podcast has been hacked into and start going on with Russian accents and what have you. Oh well, I could have thought about that. Yeah, that, yeah. that'd have been good. Uh, so what I've got is I'm, I'm going to give you a bit of a code to crack as well for sure. Okay. Okay. So you might need to get your phone ready to make some notes because I'm going to ask you five questions and for each question you're going to get a couple of letters. So the more letters you can get, so the more points you can get right the more letters you'll have to try and crack the code. Okay. Right, okay. So it's it's two it's a two letter word. The first word is six letters. The second word is also six letters. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> so two six letter words. I'm not sure the counting it out on your fingers has the same effect on the podcast <laughs> where people can't see it, Jimbo, but I know, but I didn't want to give it away. So you've got two six letter words and obviously the more letters you can get the easier it's gonna work because you've got to unscramble the letters and put them into a correct order. Yeah. To then work out what the word is, okay, or what the two words are. Mm-hmm. So the more questions you can get right, the more letters you will achieve to help you crack the code at the end. I'm gonna give you a bit of a, a countdown style count uh, time warp, you know tick down to get the answer right. You yeah. like Countdown, don't you? Uh, I, I, I used to. Don't watch it as much nowadays. I know you used to race home after yeah. school to watch it. Was it Carol that you liked rather than uh, the new one? Rachel Riley. Yeah. Um, I probably prefer Rachel Riley to Carol Waterman, <laughs> in all okay. honesty. Um, but Is that similarly... she's better at doing the numbers and the letters? or? Of course, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I quite like watching 8 out of 10 Cats Does Countdown. Oh, right, okay. On a Friday yeah. night. That's, that's quite entertaining. Right. Better than this, then? No. Okay, I'm going to do this anyway. Right, here we go. So, number one, your first question is, and it's all about hackers, this. So, number one, when hackers got into the Burger King Twitter account, what did they do? I'm going to give you two options. A, they tweeted to say that Burger King's boss had a bigger whopper than the KFC colonel. Or B, the hacker posted a message claiming that the fast food franchise had been franchise had been sold to a long t- to their long-time rival McDonald's and changed their display name and icon to the Golden Arches. Uh, I think I seem to remember this happening a few years ago. That there was something between Burger King and KFC that was some kind of joke thing. I don't know if it was genuine or whether it was the result of the hackers. So I think it might have been that they joked that the boss of Burger King had a bigger whopper than um, the Colonel from KFC. So you want to go with that, dear? Yeah. Correct answer. Thank you. I thought I'd use like technological sound rather than cheers and stuff this time. Okay. I don't know what I'm going to do if you get one wrong. All right. <laughs> I'll work it out. Um, so, well, then you got that one right. It was B. Uh, the hack had basically tried to protect, tell everybody that Burger King had been bought out by McDonald's. So, number two. Hang on. That's not what I said. What did you say? I said that the Colonel had got the Burger King boss had got a bigger whopper than Colonel. You got it wrong. Okay. There we go. I've done one wrong already. So, you've already got one wrong. That means I can't give you two of your letters. Three of your letters for three. that one. Three letters. In fact, no, I'll, I'll be generous. I'll give you a three letter one, okay? So. Uh, I'll, I'll, you've got there's two letters I'm not going to give you. Basically, for five of these questions, you get for two of them you get three letters, for three of them you get two. Does that make sense? Sort of, yeah. <laughs> I hope that adds up. I really do. <laughs> right. So, um, next one. So you don't get no letters for that one. Okay, so that's a shame. Number two. We could have told me it was a three-letter one instead of a two-letter one. Uh, no, I'll, okay. I'll be generous. Okay. Right, okay. Next, number two. Some ambitious pranksters figured out how to get into electronic road signs in San Francisco in 2014. They reprogrammed the messages on the road signs to read A, Godzilla attack, turn back, or B, welcome to San Francisco, you'll never leave. Um, now, obviously, welcome to San Francisco, you'll never leave sort of is suggested that the hackers have been nice and the 
kind of just doing a bit of free, but a bit of advertising for the San Francisco. I mean, why don't they actually say that anyway on San Francisco's advertising boards promoting the city? So I think Godzilla Attack probably sounds a bit more plausible. It's probably trying to be a bit teasing, winding people up, so I'm going to say it was that one. So you think it was a Godzilla one? Yep. Well done. I've got it right this time. You got it right that time as well. Yep. Well done. So I can give you some letters. Are you ready to write these letters down, Fisher? Yep. I'm going to give you three of the letters. Okay. You're going to get S yep. and N yep. and A. S, N, and A. That's three letters. Yep. Okay. So, your next question. Question number three. According to an FBI boss, they struggle to fill the vacancies that help fight cybercrime because a lot of the nation's top computer programmers are, and this is talking about America, yep. a lot of the nation's top computer programmers are, A, not as good as the computer programmers, pro- programmers committing the cybercrimes. Mm-hmm. So basically all the ones committing cybercrimes are, take, are, the best ones. are criminals, yep. so they're the best ones. Uh, and B, or B, sorry, as well as being very good programmers, they're also very fond of marijuana. Uh, oh, yeah, so they might be all taking drugs. Um... Oh, and this is why they struggle to fill the vacancies. Um, because marijuana is, I think, legalised in certain states, so it makes sense for the like national security agencies to move their office to a state where it is actually legalised in. Um, I, I think yeah, part of the problem is obviously a lot of these hackers are actually like quite good, um, and are probably tempted by the money you can get from working illegally, uh, from committing crime. Yeah. Um, but that said, there are a lot of ethical people who do want to do that. But I think I'm sure I remember seeing somewhere saying that there was a complaint about the amount of good. Um, computer people who took marijuana so i think it might be that well done yeah you got it right congratulations thank you so uh two more letters or three more letters b n c this time b n n c C. okay so you've got six. not bmp so you've got six of the six letters so okay. far okay um next then um which one number four now aren't we in uh in the uk a hacker who was serving five years for hacking did what a Signed up to a prison IT class and hacked into the prison's mainframe. Mm-hmm. B. Gained access to a laptop and hacked into the Ministry of Justice system and reduced his own sentence. Um, well, main, talking about mainframes, I mean, did this happen during you're, the 1980s? You're an IT person, aren't you? Uh, a little bit, yeah. yeah I, think it happened, so, no, I think it happened fairly recently. I don't know. I know mainframes are a word you don't use very often. Not very often, anymore, yeah. It's, yeah. Called, it's called a server now, isn't it, I think. Mm. Um, or something like that. Um, Maybe in prison it is called a mainframe. Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, well, there's worse things that happen in prisons, I suppose, isn't there? Um, I would say that... I can't imagine hacking into a mainframe, because I think that terminology is too old. Um, so, so you think could he it... could hack into the Ministry of Justice's IT system and reduce his own sentence? Do you think that's possible well, from, but, from, from, but, from prison? Well, what was the first option again, sorry? The first option was he signed into uh, he signed up to a prison IT class, so you know the classes yeah. they run for rehabilitation, but yeah. like education in, in prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then during the IT class, because he had access to an IT, a, P, a PC, mm-hmm. he hacked into the prison's uh, system, basically, the mainframe. Oh, so just instead of hacking into the Ministry of Justice, he just hacked into prison system as opposed to the mm-hmm. um, sort of full Ministry of Justice thing. I think... I think he's a good hacker. If he's, if he's a hacker good enough to be like put in prison for hacking, he expects to be quite good. And he's probably done a bit of reading while he's there, so I'd say he hacked into the Ministry of Justice's system. That one would be... Wrong, I'm afraid. Okay. Sorry. Yep, nothing that you can get anything for that one. Uh, he actually did hack into the... Uh, he, he went signed up to an IT class and hacked into the prison's IT system. What he did as a result of that, I'm not too sure. I had a quick look at it, but it doesn't appear like he managed to do too much. But obviously, it was quite funny that he was in there for hacking, and then and they hacked. managed to let him join an IT class. Obviously, a basic beginner's IT class is not going to be uh, any good for him. He just wanted to get onto the. <laughs> he yeah. just wanted to hack the systems. 
Um, anyway, uh, next then, number five. After, this is your last one, so you need to cl- close some letters back here because it's not looking good. You've only got six of the possible 12, 12 letters. Yep. So, after getting fired in 1996, Timothy Lloyd, an 11-year-old employee of Omega, did what? He A, hacked into the Omega systems and put a ridiculously large order in for canteen food, which was delivered in 14 trucks. <laughs> or B, planted a hacking time bomb within the firm's computer systems that deleted the firm's main operating software two weeks after his layoff, making the firm lose 10 million and fire 80 employees. Um, ooh, so obviously he's a disgruntled employee. Uh, just bear in mind he's 11 years old 11 as well. 11 years old, yeah. I, which I thought was illegal. It uh, probably is in this country. But yeah, how come they're employing an 11 year old? Um, <laughs> Must be that good. Well, yeah. Or that bad, so you need to keep a, keep a close eye on him. Unless Jimmy Savile was the. Uh, was, yeah, all right, steady on. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I I think that. I don't. I, th- I, I think one of them's a bit mischievous, you know, placing a large order. It's got 14 lorries, and obviously one of them's quite dangerous and <laughs> you know, quite malicious against. Um, Somebody the who fired him. Yeah. But then firing an eleven-year-old, I mean, what did they give him? What do you have to do? Go, go back and do his paper round instead. Um, so I think that he probably delivered a large amount of placed a really large order that was delivered in fourteen truckloads. Okay, and the answer is not that one. It's not that one. It's it the not? other one. No, it's the one that he did uh, basically delete all of the software off the uh, IT facilities at at his company, former company, and lot of, lost a lot of money and lost a lot of employees as well because of it. That, that, he can't be 11 years. Are you sure he didn't he work there for 11 years? No, just say 11 years old. He was 11 years old. But hackers often they are, aren't they? These kind of people who know how these things are kids, aren't they? Who've got a lot of time on computers. What was it? So... I don't know. What was he doing? Has he got one of those little <laughs> VTech things that you used to have uh, when you were a kid? Like spell the word dog and you have to type in D O G. So I'm going to be nice to you, and I'm going to get. I think you, you know you've only got six letters, and there's, there's yep. two words, and you've only got six of the twelve required letters. So I'm going to give you a couple more. Okay. All right? I'll be nice. Yep. So I will give you hmm two U's and a D. Sounds like I'm getting my level results all over again. <laughs> so um, have you got all those letters? And do you think you can turn it into two words, six letters each, into a word? Bear in mind, you've got four letters missing. Have you got four letters I've, or I've more than that? Three letters missing. Three letters missing. Um, so I've got to try and get it's that. It's a bit like a hangman, I suppose, now. Uh, I suppose so, yeah. Do you think Rough. you can do it? Uh, I can try, certainly. <laughs> I'll, give, I'll give you, I'm going to give you roughly a minute or something. Um, well, but I'm, I'm going to start a, a clock ticking. Is, is, that is there any clue in relation to what this is? Or what it relates to. It relates to me in some it way. To you. It's got something to do with me. Okay. Okay. So uh, me, my my personal. Your personal life. <laughs> right. Well, I know I've known you quite a long time, so hopefully I should be able to get this. Okay. Are we ready then? Yep. Here we go. Your clock starts now. Are you going to be talking while we're doing this to keep people entertained? Uh, no, I'm just going to just listen to what you're working out. Okay. I'll, I'll let Fisher work it out. So well, I've got an S N A B N C U U D. So I wonder if maybe United. Uh, you know, you, well, you know I'm a Sheffield Wednesday fan, so it's not something I'd, uh, yeah. I'd go for. So, but I don't think, I, don't, I can't, I'd have to be lucky to get United there. You've got two U's, haven't you? Two so U's, yeah. You know, is there going to be one U in both words? Uh, or is there going to be a U in, is there going to be a U in each, yeah, each word, or is there going to be two U's in one of the words? U, U. Um, I, this is quite a difficult list, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Something to do with your personal life. Uh, DJing, Penson FM, because uh, you've got a radio show on Penson FM that goes between uh, 10 and 2 on a, on a uh, uh, sorry, 10 and 12. Uh, and just thinking about what that program is called, I think it's called <laughs> Sunday 
brunch. Well done, you got it right. Well done, congratulations. The code word is Sunday brunch. See, uh, well which done, is, you could do it. Uh, which is obviously the radio show you present on 95.7 Penis FM. Well, it's hard for the listeners to get that because it's not something we often mention, is it, on the show? No, I'm very glad you mentioned it, really. Um, but yeah, 95.7, um, 10 well 12, Penison FM, every Sunday. Quite a fun show, isn't it, Fisher? Uh, yeah, I appear on it occasionally. Occasionally, yeah, when you're allowed. Yeah. Um, All right, Now down. you've got the code word, you might be able to come on at Christmas again. Yeah. Like Michael Bublé, to mm-hmm. get you out once a year. Uh, so there you go, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that, uh, and uh, we'll swiftly move on. Right, so, Jimbo, you have been to Salisbury? I haven't, no. I've been to Sainsbury's. Uh, well, when I was doing some research and I, I failed, to sell, <laughs> so I failed to spell Salisbury correctly, they come up with Sainsbury's quite a few times <laughs> on the automatic predictive uh, search finding thing. Um, but obviously there has been some news this week where two people... I mean, it's who, not somewhere I'd go to eat at the minute. Uh, no, not at the moment. It sounds like a very, um, a very dangerous place to some degree, thanks to um, a former Russian spy being poisoned earlier on this year. Okay. Um, and the two people who were accused of it did an interview on Russian state television saying that um, they were just tourists in Salisbury. They landed in London on one day, then the next day they went to Salisbury, and then the rain was terrible, the wind was howling, even though CCTV footage saying that there like, wasn't actually any rain or any snow or anything like that. Were they, were they, were they trying to answer... Were they trying to answer... Um... Were they basically trying to say that they were innocent of this crime and instead decided to do some sort of TripAdvisor review of Salisbury? Yeah, basically, they just happened to be going to Salisbury at the time. Okay. Uh, At the time where... They were visiting Salisbury. It's a nice place. Just happened to be very near to where a Russian ex-spy was poisoned with his uh, daughter as well, who'd just landed in the country a few days before as well. It can happen. It can happen. And these people... They're not even. They're not even spies. They're normal citizens. They work in the fitness industry. Uh, do you know? What, do you know what they actually said they did? They bought like sort of nutritional things. So if someone was making a product somewhere in Europe with like new amino acids and that sort of stuff, they go and find out about it and try and sell it as supplements to other people. That's what they do. And it doesn't sound dodgy at all. The fact that they walked past it, they might have walked past this person's house on the way to Salisbury Cathedral, which was in the other direction. But they probably got lost. <laughs> probably got lost. So I thought I'd do a little quiz about Salisbury because it sounds like it's such a nice place according to these two mouthpieces of Vladimir Putin. Uh, so, I thought, a few interesting facts about Salisbury. Turns out not much has actually happened there anyway. <laughs> there we go. You know what? I'm done. You're done? Is that it? Are you referencing the American football player who quit partway through the game? Yeah, I'm done. You're done? Okay. Is the quiz about Salisbury that bad? Uh, I think Jimbo might be making a reference to the American football player who quit partway through the match on Sunday. Is that right? He told his team at half-time that he didn't think he was doing well enough. Actually, it's incredibly incredibly unprofessional, that, isn't it? It is. So I've I've come back. You've come back. But yeah, I thought that were a good time to to mention it, because we forgot to mention it earlier. We did forget to mention it earlier, because we are so professional, unlike that person, (laughs) that we carried on regardless. But he did just... We were a little bit worried that you'd really put me off with your quiz about... Salisbury. <laughs> no, to be honest, I think I think our friendship and our our um, our ability to do this podcast has, has lasted so long that we would kind of just carry on whichever way. <laughs> so Salisbury. Okay. Now you're back. Salisbury. Who was a teacher at a school in Salisbury? Was it William Golding worked at a school in Salisbury when he wrote Lord of the Flies, or did J.R.R. Tolkien work at a school in Salisbury when he wrote Lord of the Rings? So Lord of the Flies or Lord of the Rings, yes. basically. Or was Michael Flatley there when he did Lord of the Dance? <laughs> I'm guessing that's not an option. That's not an option, no. Okay. Um, 
Hmm. Well, being that I've read none of them, and I've only tried to watch the film of Lord of the Rings and failed, I, I just couldn't get into it. Um, I've not really got anything to base this on. Anything at all. What are the names again? Uh, William Golding or J.R.R. Tolkien. What Can you give me his full name? Do you know his full name? Uh, yeah. <laughs> J- J.R.R. Is that his... <laughs> Uh, those are his initials. I don't know what the J, R, or R stand for, unfortunately. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go... I don't know what to base this on other than maybe um, the Tolkien one. Can say, was, he, was he British? Do you know that? Uh, I believe... Uh, yes, They're both British, then. No, that doesn't help either. Let's go with the first one, Lord of the Flies, because that's one I've got no idea what it is. I've never... Heard, I've heard of it, but I've not yeah. read it or anything. Or... You, you would be correct. Yes, get in. I don't know what I base that on, but I've got it right. Uh, other famous inhabitants of Salisbury include um, boss, uh, Joseph Fiennes, um, actor, Ray Fiennes' brother. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. He, he was also a famous person from Salisbury. Not many famous people from Salisbury, so uh, <laughs> well, I try and get them where they, they get poisoned, don't they? There's no point in being there. Yeah, probably, to be fair, that Russian fellow is probably now the most famous <laughs> Salisbury resident that has been in the last, uh, last few years. So uh, what can be found in Salisbury Cathedral? Other than the corpse of a couple of Russians. Um, <laughs> is it a copy of the Doomsday Book or a copy of the Magna Carta? Okay. Uh, right. The Doomsday Book is about... Isn't it about like land and who owns... And and the uh, uh, pre- Pretty much, yeah. It's stuff to do with land, isn't it? Yeah. Um, who owns what and certain areas of land, yeah. Yeah. And I'm not 100% sure what the Magna Carta is. You have to remind me. Um, I've heard of it. The but... Magna Carta is a document that was... Now, you're testing me a bit, aren't you? I think it was in 1215, the Magna Carta, and was it something to do with kind of granting rights? We haven't got a constitution in the UK, but I think it's probably the nearest we've got to it. It sort of grants the rights to the church and the um, and kind of rights that people have got in the UK. Right, okay. In particular, giving certain powers to the church, I think. Okay, all right. Um, right, I'm going to go the Doomsday one then, because you do hear about that quite a lot, and to do with churches and there's a few copies of it and let's yep. go doomsday and you would be wrong oh okay it is the magna carta there are four copies of the magna carta in the uk apparently um i don't know why they don't just go to printers and get a few more knocked up but uh, there's i mean i used to have microsoft in carter i had a copy of that <laughs> is that the same thing not quite the same thing you don't have to get the, <laughs> put the cds in there you can on wikipedia now instead of like putting the cds in or whatever what a good program that was remember yeah. there was a good cd and you put it in and but the thing is it got out of date so quickly didn't it yeah was it was it that or encyclopedia britannica the two ones you could use yeah um so there's four copies of magna carta in the uk one in lincoln cathedral one in Salisbury Cathedral, I think two in the British Library, and I think the Doomsday Book is in Kew Museum okay. in, um, in London, Kew mm-hmm. Gardens, I believe. Uh, so, the two Russian spies, when they were talking about Salisbury, mentioned the spire at Salisbury, Salisbury Cathedral, which is the tallest spire in the UK. So, how tall is the spire of Salisbury Cathedral? Is it 123 metres, or is it 132 metres? Hmm. Um, and the reason I said this is because one, I saw a few news articles where it was, it was referenced incorrectly. So they got it wrong. So they got it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, where they put when it was. Were they looking at Were they looking at Wikipedia or Microsoft in Carter? Uh, it did. Well, it it did sound like the two people who went had definitely read the article on Wikipedia first because they basically made reference to the top things that was listed on the Wikipedia mm. entry. So obviously they were inspired. Yeah. So they did uh, a lot of research. Obviously, okay. about as much as I have for this quiz. Let's go with the big one though. Because if you said the tallest in the UK, apparently. Yeah. Uh, let's go with the big one, 132? I said 132. You're wrong. Oh, okay. 
So I need to build a spire that's 132, and I know for definite that that'd be the tallest one in the UK. Then it would. I'll get working on that. Um, so for yeah, the next it, podcast. It is 123 meters, but I had seen some news reports where it quoted them saying it was 132, where it wasn't. It was 123. Okay. Um, that's two out so. of three wrong. It is, but you know. Yeah. Um, Vladimir Putin has a surprise for you if you get more than three of them <laughs> wrong. Uh, so, as as just mentioned, the the spire at Salisbury Cathedral is the tallest in the country. How long has it been? the tallest cathedral uh, spire in the country. Has it always been the tallest cathedral spire in the country since it was built in 1320? Or did it only become the tallest spire in the country when Lincoln Cathedral's spire collapsed in 1549? So obviously it's been rebuilt and not been rebuilt as high, is it then, in that case? It could be the case, yeah. Or it could be making it up entirely. Um... Does Lincoln even have, even have a cathedral? Well, it's a city, and I think that's one of the rules about being a city. Yes, of course it does, because you've got a copy of the Magna Carta there, as I just said earlier on. Well, there you go. Yeah. I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> so they've got a copy of Microsoft in Carter as well. So I'm yeah. going to go... Uh, let's go with the one about Lincoln being the tallest before it collapsed. You'll be right. Get in. That means I've got half right now. Yeah. Uh, apparently, it's a very impressive engineering feat that this... Uh, cathedral tower uh, spire still stands up because obviously if you've got a Chesterfield for example yes, it's, got it's, a, it's wonky they've got a, a church with a crooked spire mm-hmm. that's a famous uh, that's a logo isn't it of Chesterfield and everything yes yeah or, or was that just done by a designer who wasn't very good doing it free <laughs> so then they had to then they had to make the steeple match yeah could could well be the case um, so yeah apparently it fell down uh, and collapsed and they had to, had to rebuild it uh, the two Russians also talked about the clock at Salisbury Cathedral um, what is unusual about the old clock is it Unlike a lot of church clocks, it makes no noise. Sorry. And it doesn't chime. <laughs> it's just a large clock face. Or is it that it has no face and it works on sound alone every fifteen minutes? Okay, so so it's a clock that that only. So it's not a clock. It's just it's just got bells basically of some sort, some sort of sound. Uh, well, that's one option. Yeah. And there's so no hands in that case. No hands. No, no face. face. It's just you kind of you, you look at it. Well, and well, the clock is there. It's the movement. And every 15 minutes, it will make a noise to indicate what time it is. And the first one is that uh, it's... it's got, um, it makes no sound oh, at all. Okay. It's just a very, very big clock face. Uh, very noticeable. I'm guessing, but I think there'll probably be a lot of churches that don't make sounds, that, and cathedrals that don't make sounds. But it's, a, it's like a massive, massive clock face. It's quite... Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go with the second one, that there's no face, because I think that's more unusual, and that might be something quite unique. Let's uh, go with that. You'd be right again. Well, that is a bit weird, isn't it? You think, you know, you don't have to tell yeah. the time, you need to see it, don't you, quite often? You yeah. Big, a lot of effort to listen out for the That's why it's time. A, bit, a bit of a tourist attraction. You can go yeah. and see it, see this working clock movement that's been there for years. Well, you can't see it. People... No, you can see it. Well, you, you can't see, see it. You can see the movement of it. You can actually see the inner workings of it. Oh, right. Is the old okay. point. Fair enough. It's been restored, I think, in the 1950s. Yeah. And, and it's claimed that it's the oldest clock in the world. Okay. So, there we go. Um, and finally, final question. Actually, no. Two more questions left. Got seven. <laughs> Those six questions, I've actually got seven of them. Uh, church bells. So what's notes, What's unusual about the church bells at Salisbury Cathedral? Is it... They don't make a noise. Well, is it that it's one of the, <laughs> is it that it's one of the few, few cathedrals in the country with no church bells? Or is it that in 1953, to celebrate the coronation of the Queen, the cathedral in Salisbury rang out church bells for a full 24 hours, from 1.30 in the afternoon to 1.30 the next afternoon? That'd be a bit annoying. All the way through the night? All, all for a full 24 hours to celebrate the coronation of our Queen. That's really annoying. But it's down south, isn't it? Down south, um, so The, the further down south you there. get, you quite like the Queen, don't you? Um, Perhaps you just want to fit in with being annoying down south. Um, 
But then the other ones that you said there's no bells, but before that was a question before as well, wasn't it? So there's bells so on the th- clock, but that's that's different to having a, a bit of a chime compared to full mm. church bells, isn't it? Okay, let's. Let, I can't imagine they'd ring the bells for that long. That's annoying. So let's go with the first one. It, so it's got no bells at all. Yes, you'd be right again. <laughs> Apparently, um, there are only three cathedrals in the UK that have got no church bells, which are Salisbury, uh, Norwich. And possibly Ely, but I can't oh, remember. Okay. Uh, it's definitely Salisbury, Norwich. And I say it might be Ely, it might be Link. I'm not too sure. There's pl- plenty of bells in Westminster. Uh, there is, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Although Big Ben doesn't chime at the moment, does no, it? No, it doesn't. No, no, no it's on a record player yeah. or something. So I just got blokes outside with a megaphone shouting "bong." <laughs> uh, so have you heard of Old Sarum or Old 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 Sarum, is it called? Uh, which is near Stonehenge, which is the old village where people used to inhabit, and they built. When uh, that was kind of uh, burnt down, they moved to a new village called New Sarum, so and which was later renamed as Salisbury. So when was New Sarum officially renamed as Salisbury? Was it 1906? Sorry, was it 1606? God's sake. Was it, <laughs> was it 1609? There's just too many dates, yeah. Fisher. I There's can't... just too many numbers that look too similar. Was it 1609? How much beer have I had here? 1609, 1809 or 2009? Um, so when well, seeing was... as you don't know, I'm just going to take a random guess. Or is it just any 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 couple of numbers that might be what I've got written down here? So, New Sarum, when was that renamed officially as Salisbury? Was it 1609, 1809 or 2009? I'm going to go the middle one because I've got nothing 1809. to go on. 1809. That's it's a sensible guess, I think. Well, surprisingly, you're wrong and it's actually 2009. Oh, okay. And it, and it was at that point... But Salisbury was called Salisbury before, it was just that part of... What is now sold? Uh, well, no, something else. Uh, it was officially changed in 2009 when basically Salisbury City Council was formed, and before that it was called New Salem City Council. All right, okay. So there it was an go. area called Salisbury, but it wasn't officially recognised until right. 2009. So there we go. That's that's pretty much our quiz about. Uh, I've not even mentioned Stonehenge, have I? And if I don't see far away. one person um, on our on our on our sort of stats that's listened from Salisbury, yeah. that quiz was a complete. Yeah. Complete and utter waste of time. Or Russia, if you want to try and get a bit more information about what you were doing there. There's two blokes there who should have listened to that, and we'll get a bit more information for you. So that's pretty much all we've got time for. Apart from we need to pick a celebrity to get on our podcast next week, don't we? Yep. And we've mentioned a few, so let's just talk. Let's just remind ourselves of who we've talked about. We couldn't get Sean Murphy on this week, so that's yep. that's that one done. Um, we talked about Katie Hopkins yep. going bankrupt. Don't really want to. Now we might have to pay her to yeah. get her on. So it's a and, non-start. And, and then we won't want to get her on anyway. So let's let's not bother with that one. Um, particularly because if you want to do a quiz about kids' names, that won't go down too well with <laughs> either. Um, yep. So we'll scrap that. Who else have we talked about? We've mentioned Donald Trump, but um, no, and Stormy not. Daniels. But, but, but I think again they're probably too busy. Um, I'm not sure. Kind of an audio podcast is probably the right quite thing for uh, Stormy Daniels, is it? <laughs> or oh, she's keen on performing on. Um, um, we mentioned Reverend Kate Botley and her husband Graham. Yeah, and and the, uh, we've got a bit of history there. Yeah, uh, we mentioned Roberto Conte. Yeah, our old teacher who appeared on Big Brother. Has he got a Twitter account? Uh, I don't know. I've never looked. I know Kate Botley has. Mm-hmm. Um, we also mentioned... Is he famous the, enough, though, the Conte one? Probably not, no. It's just like getting our old teacher on, isn't it? Yeah. We had a beard on Big Brother, so he's, yeah. Had fame, fame for 15 minutes of fame as Andy Warhol would say. Boris uh, Johnson. Boris Johnson. Probably a bit tied up with... Uh, 
He's probably just a bit tied up. Probably another, <laughs> another sex game for him. Uh, or, 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 or he's suspended on something accidentally. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've who else do we mention? Uh, we mentioned the American football player who quit partway through the game. Yeah. Um, do you know what his name is? I don't know what his name is. Well, no. We can't do any any so, puns on his name then either, can we? No. So. I mean, well, we could actually try and find out what his name is and then then message him. Or they probably can you imagine if he did the quiz and then like halfway through just dropped out. There's Serena Williams again. Um, I don't know. She might. She might be. A bit, she might not like our uh, our style. Yeah, I, I don't. Want to we've already so. used umpire strikes back. Yeah. So that's one of the. That, we've already mentioned that. We've already done that one, haven't we? Uh, could we get the uh, the gentleman who, who was a con- train conductor who shut his head in the door? How would we find him? <laughs> oh, <laughs> look, look for the bloke with no head. <laughs> find the train and see if his head's still stuck in the door. So I'm, I'm struggling to come up with anyone today who has to have on. What do you want? Do you want to choose somebody out? What about the Reverend Kate? Should we have a go at her? We could have a go at the Reverend Kate. Or, or husband Graham. So what's her oh, second name? Uh, Botley, I think, from, Kate... from, from Gogglebox. Kate Botley. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Reverend. Reverend, yeah. Okay. So I'm not sure what we'd say to her, but anything off, anything you want to, anything you want to feature with her. Um, so we could do something along the lines of uh, famous vicars. Yeah. We could do something about that. Talk about famous. Talk about who her favourite famous vicars are. We could talk about cathedrals, maybe. I mean, just talked yep. about Solbys Cathedral. We could ask cathedral. her about her favourite um, favorite type of cathedral. Favourite churches, yeah. Uh, she's on Gogglebox as well. Hmm. So we could do something like that, where we make her watch something. We make her watch herself. We make her watch things that she's been on herself and comment on herself. Why can't she watch the podcast and then commentate on it afterwards? <laughs> that, that would great. be good. She could just be yeah. sat over there in the corner. Yeah. And she could, we could we record her doing her own commentary yeah. of the podcast. And it's Kate Botley. Is that Botley? Yeah. Bot- Bottomley or Botley? Botley. Botley. Okay. So yeah. it could be something like, um, have you got the bottle, Botley? And yeah. we could challenge her to do some quite scary tasks and, um, you know, see if she's got the bottle to do it. Yeah. Um, could we make some kind of reference to her, the clothes that she wears as a vicar? Yeah. Got a dog collar? Yeah. Maybe ask what kind of dog she'd like to put collars on. <laughs> yeah, just a suggestion. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll, I think we'll think about that and see what we can do for next time. Yeah. But obviously we'll work on that and try and get her on our podcast for next week. She has been on the Naked podcast. Has she? That. Yeah. A Sheffield-based podcast, of course. We've mentioned right. them a few times. Oh, so she's been on their podcast, but not on ours. Y- yeah, but they and, were... she, and even though, even though, even though she taught us, even though she what, even though she taught us, and she, she, I, I don't think she taught me personally, but uh, I think she taught some people. Some people, people yeah. know. Did she teach you? She didn't teach me personally, now, but she, oh, she was at our school. Did she, she actually teach us at all? We've made it up. She was definitely a teacher at our school. Her husband did. Graham. Okay. Taught me music. All right, okay. But, I can't remember him either, to be fair. Yeah. But we can try and get them on. Uh, maybe they can remind us who they are. Maybe they can give us that homework we never got back, or uh, yeah. we, we can get regraded for Ari. Yeah. I mean, I failed at Ari, to be fair, but, uh, you know, I was a bit disappointed about it. My dad told him to keep the faith. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we can maybe get them to give us an Ari exam again, live yeah. on the podcast. So there we go. So hopefully we can try and get them on next week, or at least at least might get a response from them. Like yeah, yeah. Sean Murphy, we've got nothing, and we're not going to do it naked. No, so that that's not one of the uh, that's that's not what we're going to do to get them on. Okay, so we will we will have a go, and uh, thank you very much for listening to this podcast, and we'll see you on the next one. If you, you want to get it, at Waste of Webspace, Facebook, yep. Facebook.com forward slash Waste of Webspace, and the website wasteofwebspace.co.uk. Loads of ways to get in touch. So yeah, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Goodbye.